recording right now. And welcome back to another podcast with Engineering Dads or Beers with Engineers. How are we doing, boys? Very good, very Mate, good. Great, great. Great, awesome. Uh, We're back here at the... Uh, at the garage with the at the wireless at the yes. wireless exactly with Triple J now. No, we're here in the garage at J- James's garage to be exact with his infamous what is it again? Cocktail machine, robotic bartender, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Project. Could you Dianosis? possibly? And I uh, don't want to be that guy, but uh, you know I've been waiting for about ten minutes now for mine. So yeah, could you crack on? in this yeah. garage isn't crash high. I'd love a drink yep. as well, please. No tips. Do you want you. it from the fridge or the b- robotic bartender? Uh, get get Dion to make it. Yeah, please. Get, oh, get Dion, the, do your thing, man. Get the big D on it. Oh, there it goes. You can hear Dion's working hard Actually, away. considering the fact that by the time people hear this, they'll also hear the other one explaining what the cocktail machine is. I feel like that we should have the big D written on top of it. <laughs> the big D. <laughs> it's just like New Age Dionysus. What am I, big D? <laughs> yep. Anyway, we're not talking about the uh, cocktail machine today, even though we are using it. We are mm. talking about weapons and Ooh, yes, CIA weapons. do not back do not, do not back us into a wall or anything we're not we're not doing anything illegal we're talking about movie and TV weapons and basically like the weapons that are Thank so you, Jimmy. realistic to the point of so unrealistic that it's like how could you conceivably make this in real life? And um, well, I, I, I'm, some of mine you definitely can't make in real life. Oh, 100% no. But just talking about weapons in re- in movies and explaining, like, mm. is assuming technology, would this work? Would it not work? Yeah, that that was my thing. Would this actually work mm. in real life if you applied the same principles in the movies and, you know, assessing uh, that? The, I mean, movies do take a little bit of, uh, what do we call... Um, uh, literal. They take. Um, they take. They take some. Uh, you see what's yeah, the wording here? Um, oh, what are you doing over there, mate? Sorry, mate. This is yeah. just Dion doing. His I know he's a bit noisy. Yeah, I know we call the wireless, but you've pulled all, right, all good, the wires. Good. Yeah, could you move the wires back a bit, mate? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. It's, I'm, I don't mean to mean. I'm getting you a drink here. I'm doing you a favor. Cut me no, some sorry. slack. Dion's getting us a drink. Thank you very much. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, let's let's move on for the, a few. Yeah, movies. I know. I know what you mean. Movies they take a bit of a uh, mm. they take a bit of a leniency on like real life That's laws. The word, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so let's 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 dive into a few. Jimmy, start us off here, mate. What is some what is a movie weapon that you want to touch on? All right, boy. Two of my favorite movie weapons. I'm going to get into. This is the first one. I'm going to start this off with a sound effect. You guys can tell me what it is. It's, it is the best sound in Hollywood, in my opinion. I, best sound well, it sounds in like, I know exactly it, what it, it is. Like and from I, the Inception soundtrack. I'm pretty sure this came before Inception soundtrack. But the point being, oh, you know, it would have. It would have. Yeah, yeah. Because this, 100%. that sound. I'm pretty sure this is from a Star Wars prequel. That sound, it was, speaking of prequels, that sound is a prequel to a lot of Star Wars um, fans peeing themselves because they love that sound. Um, Patty, do you know what that exact sound refers to? I was thinking it was like a bomb from Star Wars or something. Correct. Like, uh, more no sp- correct name. No. There's a correct name to hear. Uh, okay, if you don't... It, it's, it's very it's specific. Not, it's not... Is it the one from The Last Jedi? No. No. No, they're no, using it's, it's, it's called The Seismic Charge. The Seismic... Uh, it is Boba Fett from Slave One Seismic Charge. J- introduced Jango the, Fett, technically. Sorry, Jango Fett. Jango Fett. Oh, introduced sorry, in the prequels. Attack, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Okay, correct. fair enough. And the way this absolute monstrosity works it's cool the concept uh what it does is it actually draws in sound waves from everywhere around it and it just mm. sucks sound waves in until the point where it creates a shock <laughs> right and it explodes with this absolute massive blue light and just mm. dis- disintegrate not disintegrate it just destroys everything around it through the shock um the issue is this would not work because 
There's no fucking sound waves in space. There's no sound There's, in space. Yeah, There's so, no vacuum for sound. It's a vacuum. Sound doesn't travel you, through that you medium. You do have sound waves, but it's very, very, very low vibration particles. Like Yeah. No, like I totally get what you're saying, but the problem is, right, there's a, there's a study that if you scream into your cup of coffee for a year, screaming as loud as you can for a year, the temperature of your coffee will go up by one degree. Yeah. So there's not that much energy and sound to detonate and create an explosion. I mean, it, it sounds cool. It's a visual masterpiece from George Lucas in the prequels. Great to see, as you could hear as the they flew past, the sound just stopped and... Wow. Yeah, and you Sorry. wouldn't you wouldn't hear that sound in space at all no. because there's no sound. But it's not the actual sound wave that it is the implosion. What the sound wave does, the vibrations set the chemicals, fake chemicals called beryllium and collapsium. Not real chemicals, not real elements in real life. I just want to make this very clear. So in Star Wars, beryllium like expels the heat, collapsium creates that destructive implosion. So it just would not work in real life. But to me, it's my favorite like weapon. Of all mm. time. No, so it, would it really... Like, f- even though it won't make the sound or probably do mm. what it's supposed to do in space, could it do it at, on Earth? No. Like, you could actually like, no. like, make that not, bomb, make that sound on just like normal gravity on Earth? No, well, that's... No. Like I said, it uses fake chemicals. We don't... Sorry, fake yeah. elements. Like, we don't have... Well, yeah, we're also, we're also well, dealing with a very much uh, uh, fictional universe where you know, like every, they pay. But you asking the, if the it work was, on, work on, work on Earth? Earth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on Jimmy's side. Look, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> anymore. We don't want to back you into the fight here. I have ways you could do it, but we're on a live podcast. No. If I said yeah, it, that's yeah. very illegal. But the, the thing that I find that's really annoying yeah, about nuclear. Yep. Yeah. Well, moving past that. Not even nuclear, but I'm going to stop. Every explosion. Every explosion that we currently deal with is a perfectly like ec- like a perfectly equidistant explosion. It pushes out in every direction the exact same amount. The seismic charge is a perfectly two-dimensional explosion. It only cuts in one direction. So if you watched it in The Mandalorian, in the prequels, whatever, it makes a circle as it comes out and blows out sideways, mm. but doesn't affect the things like a meter above it. So it cuts through things. Bombs don't do that. No explosion, no exothermic reaction would react that way. There is no way you could create something that causes of that kind. Because regardless, you'll have some kind of outside exposure to the third dimension. It's always you, you two-dimensional. You could create a 2D explosion, but it would, the vibrations would affect everything around but it. Then it's, have, but then it's, it's no longer a 2D, it, yeah. yeah. It's a 2D. What do you, what do you, what do you mean work. 2D? Like, why, why are you bringing dimensions into this? Because it only goes It only way. goes literally in one or two directions, but doesn't go in the third. So if you imagine like a, a, a graph... That's a 2D shape. Oh, so it only goes up or down. It doesn't go, can't go sideways or anything. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So it literally yeah. makes a circle and then it expands out and cuts through everything. Oh, so Explosions don't do that. So it's like the infamous, you know, Death Star exploding. At the, yeah, it kind of looks like, very just, similar to it that. It just goes outwards. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't work that There's some sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. But George, it does look really no. cool and I love the sound do, of it. I love it. I, I give do. It so George Lucas, well done on that. Since we're yeah. also talking about George Lucas, I'm going to talk about another one, J.J. Abrams. My weapon that was... One of lens the flares? <laughs> yes, lens flares. <laughs> the most uh, dangerous weapon in I cinema. Know. Yep. I can't, I, can't, I can't even see Chris Pine's face in Star Trek. It's ridiculous. Oh, you don't want to. It's always like punched or something in that movie. Oh, is he, he gets punched a lot in the Star hey, Trek look, films. He, he, he could be sucker punched every single day. He'll still be a good looking chap. You can't argue with that. Moving on. Anyways, yep. what's your... Oh, fair enough. Ridiculous. You know I'm right. Anyway, so the, the Force Awakens... Instead of obviously, it's basically a nostalgia of a new hope. Instead of a Darth, the Death Star, they have Star Killer Base. Mm-hmm. I would argue that the Death Star is more realistic than 
the Star Killer base where they actually take a Bro, planet and Star Killer base was a planet. Yeah, they modified a snow yeah. planet. Yeah, yeah, no, that was insane. And I was like, I mean, it's cool and everything. The economics don't make sense. Yeah, exactly. The economics don't make sense. Plus, how big is this planet that they can actually drill into the fucking core of it and then you know use like? And, we, we've, we've, done, we've, done it to Earth. we've done it to Earth already, so you can do it. There's like an elevator yeah. that goes from Australia to China. So like, yeah, yeah. How? We're not even like on what? this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sean, oh, I was wait. hoping you'd go with me on that. Yeah, I was about to, and then he picked up on it. But that's just Patty's how he's thinking right now. Exactly right. All right, well, that's, that's my favorite weapon of all time. Mm. Um, Patty. What do you have for us, good sir? Well, Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base. Oh, I, that, so that yeah, was yeah, your yeah, weapon. Yeah. Starkiller Base is weird for me. For one, why would you build a weapon of that mass destruction? Because you're blowing up planets. You've just wiped out an economy that you're oh. going to tax a second later. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Why? Why? Sidious so had it right. Starting a galactic empire where he would have rule of everyone. Yeah, everyone pays right. tax of the empire. He did it right. Whereas um, Supreme Leader Snoke was like, no, nah, let's just fucking destroy all the Republic. Like... Which yeah, was that, sad because no. I wanted to see it in New Republic. Um, hopefully we see it in the new Disney Plus shows. But mm. anyway. Um, well, in that case... Um, no, well, I was more like, how can something of that grandeur... Mm. Like, how can it actually exist when... Like, when they did it previously and the Death Star... It took like, years to build. No, nah, but it, the Death Star itself, it's like, look, technically it's not even a planet or a star. It's just a giant spherical... Yeah, it's a ship. Yeah, they can okay. move around and stuff. But this is actually, there. It's we were talking. I forget the phrase, but it's about changing the climate and the and and like terraforming. And terraforming. Yeah. So it's basically they're terraforming a new planet to fit what their mold, which is you know <laughs> g- making a giant. A relo- like you know yeah, a, yeah. Fuck, a fucking Actually, planet killing ba- <laughs> you, you got a good point here Patty if they can if they have the technology to drill into the centre of a planet harvest its core from a, a, a sun that's taking heat and then shooting that across the galaxy why couldn't you terraform that planet to be a little bit warmer why did it have to be a frozen wasteland well, like, sort of yeah yeah why didn't they why didn't they terraform it they had that technology more surely in, more importantly if you had the technology to to do that, why don't you just like steal minerals and resources from every other planet and that's yeah. your economy? Like. Well, that's what they did to mm. probably build it. The thing I find annoying about that is like the resistance had no idea that uh, a like planet killing weapon, which was like four, I don't know the exact uh, quantity, but it was like four or five times bigger than the previous one, just got built out of nowhere and no one noticed. Mm. The same way in the last film, oh, he had a fleet in the background in the dark part of the galaxy that no one noticed. <laughs> wow. How the fuck did you... Do you know how much that costs? Yeah. You would notice funds moving, materials <laughs> moving. What? If they just had like shipment that went through that dark galaxy through the you little would, sphere. You would notice what? the transactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the, the economics here don't make sense. It makes sense on a movie scale you know, to make know, the story. You know what? It make sense. A funny idea. Someone can steal this from Disney if they want to. They should do an office-style version on like on the Starkiller <laughs> base where it's basically like the accountants and like HR dealing with it. It's like, listen, Palpatine, look... I admire your ambition. However, you cannot just go around choking people. But he disagrees. No, no buts. We have yeah. a legal. Op- we have a legal opportunity here. We can't just do this. You can just imagine Toby saying, "Palpatine, Palpatine. we've talked about this. Look, God damn it, Toby, we've talked about this too many times. No. And it's then fine." And like the account, you spent twenty-three billion dollars on these fleets. 
You didn't was, find me. But it I, was tax deductible. No, what? it wasn't. How can, how, can, how can you write off a planet? I don't know. <laughs> just, just write it off. But the most fucked thing on that note is like the average Star Destroyer in Star Wars. You guys don't know how long that is? 1.6 kilometers long. Like to me, it doesn't make sense to have a ship that big and heavy like for transportation or... Sorry, not transportation, but for war at all. It's just like such a crazy thing. Mm. But you go back into Old Republic times and there was a guy called Valkor and he was... I'm not going to go into how good he was, but they had another base and it was like the size of the... It was like an Eiffel Tower ship. Yeah, so perfect. it was That's vertical. Um, beautiful base, but we're not going to get into Star Wars uh, here. I think we've, had, yeah, we've, we've done, done, a lot we've of done Wars. enough about Star Wars. Sean, uh, okay, what do you have for us? Well, I... <laughs> it's Star Wars as well. <laughs> it was, no, no, it's the original Star Wars. It was Star Trek. But I'll move. I'll, I'll save that one for the next one. Okay. Um, the, here is an issue. Uh, here is a weapon that I see a lot in movies, like a lot of films, movies, cartoons, TV shows, and whatnot. And um, can you have a guess based on this sound? Uh, a, a samurai. samurai. It is a samurai sword. The katana, the famed Japanese sword, and. There's a lot of merit to the Japanese sword. The katana was a beautiful weapon of its time. It had, um, it was curved and was designed so you could grab the sword and strike as you pulled it out. So it's, it's a very well designed and there's a lot of culture around it. The problem I have with it, right? It was the mainstay weapon for 400 years in Japan. Mm. When, when the US, US arrived in Japan saying... You can't be uh, like an isolationist state anymore. They rocked up with swords against guns, uh, against ships with guns, cannons, and fully armed uh, soldiers. They couldn't stand a chance and went, oh shit. If they had actually developed their weapons better, they said, no, 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 traditional, we stick with the katana. It is a good weapon. At the same time, Germans had a sword which would cut the katana in half. And would cleave just as well as the katana would. I get the katana is sharp, but if you have a little bit of metal on, it doesn't cut through. So, no, well, with the katana, it's, it's it's this is the misrepresentation of it a lot of time in film and TV. Like that's you know, my like, with like, it. like 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 in The Walking Dead or whatever. Like it's a character called uh, Michonne, yeah. where you know, it's obviously great, like, badass, great, fucking badass. Like, if you had a sword or a blade or something like of that size, great. However, you need to continuously be sharpening it mm. because. As you said, back in the day, you know, 15, 1600s, when they were like really using Mm. these these types of weapons, like this, the, the, the katana, you know, they would only use it for the battle or like for like you know a one on one duel yeah. or whatever. Which doesn't make sense and like No, which is yeah. which is a very good thing because it was always it was, it, was pre- it was prestigious to have a katana. It was it's always has been always will the be the real life katana, yes, but, but the way the film depicts it is they have that like massive hilt to it. The hilt isn't that dramatic on a samurai sword. No, like no. defensively that doesn't make sense. Like And the, if you take a hit, this katana is only designed to be in battle for about a minute. After that, the sword is useless. Sword, yeah. now they're, yeah. they're resolving like the daggers and their bow and arrow or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sword is only designed not to deflect, not to hold. It is to strike and kill immediately. Yeah. And so th- I have seen movies where they have like long battles with the katana. It's fucked at this point. It breaks very easily. It's very oh, it, brittle. It will be... S- Oh, it wouldn't break. I would say it breaks. It's it's very. They did. I've watched a lot of videos on swords. They break very easily. I thought, it but wouldn't would that more... be a materials thing? Not so much. Yeah. But it, no, no. So like the materials designed to be super light, so you can cut through things. Right. Yeah. It's not designed for prolonged combat. And so I'm seeing movies and TV Actually, shows where they have katana as their main weapon. It's not that great of a weapon. Yeah, the, I, the that's the red hot opinion. I know. I want to say. I want to say the most probably one of the most <laughs> realistic depictions of. 
this in like American cinema or whatever. Is it the like, Tom Cruise? No, running? <laughs> no way. No, it's um the Adrian Brody movie Predators. All oh, right. No, there's like a scene with like an an Akuza. Uh, yeah. Samurai at nighttime, and he's just found a guitar. Yeah. A, a katana hasn't used it the entire film, and then he finally uses it like a, on like a one-on-one duel yeah. with like one of the predator aliens. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it lasts for like a minute. Yeah. And they both die, and I was like, well, that's probably when you think that's about a good trade-off. And when you when you think about it, well, it's probably realistic. They, he probably swung it maybe two or three times, and that was mm. it. And it's like, okay. It's well. really not designed to hit anything. It's supposed to cut mm. and that's it. Yeah. Cuts flesh, that's mm. it. It doesn't hit armor. It will not deflect bullets. It will not be useful for more than a minute. Katanas, while cool, are not that great of a weapon. So fucking movies, step out. Stop using katanas. Use, you know what? A Nordish short sword. Not very sharp, but my God, they cut through the exact same amount of material and they stayed. They were really useful at the time and they existed the exact same period of time. Yeah. Anyways. I, mean, I, like, I remember back in, like, I call this the ancient industrial revolution when they started like playing with metals. The first ever sword they had was like copper swords. Super mm. light and simple to use. Guys, straight away, copper is like, is not, not very... Sh- sorry, not I need to apologize for anyone can hear grinding in the background. My mum's making some Italian tomato sauce. We're an Italian household. And, you know, that's that's the most dangerous weapon is, is the macerator we use to make tomatoes. A macerator? Yeah, we macerate the tomatoes, mate. Can oh. you not hear the sound in the background and everyone else? Well, it just it, smell, it smells delicious, by the way. It does smell cr- it smells pretty very good. good. And on that note, let's play some Italian music. That was not the sound effect I was going for. That's not it either. Okay, Jimmy, move on. What's your next weapon? Okay, (laughs) this one I love because you could actually build this in real life. You wouldn't need to. The need for it isn't here anymore, but um, it was made by the dwarves in The Hobbit by Dane Ironfoot, and not a lot of people know about it because it was in the extended edition. He calls it the twirly-whirly, and this was the scene when the elves shot. Oh, Oh, is this the... uh... Oh, I know exactly. Is that Billy Connolly? Can you guys hear that wind sound? Oh my god, this is a dumb weapon. Wait, wait, what is oh it? Oh my god, did you I'm, see the video? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, how Sorry, can I see saying, a video? Stop saying. When did you see this on, on a podcast? An angle. <laughs> We're you, on a podcast. Okay, we know, play it. it. Play it full screen. No, play it from the beginning. Play it full screen so I can actually see it. Effectively, it's a I big. Can't. I I don't even need to see it. I know no, what he's talking right. about. Okay, so I'm just trying to figure out a way to properly describe it to the people. I I can explain it. It's a large crossbow bolt which rotates very quickly, causing a vortex of air which is designed to go over your troops and to knock out incoming arrow fire. I would say more of a... Rotates more of a horizontal way than a vertical. It spins. Sorry, no, no. So it spins along the axis of the bolt itself. Hmm. The problem with it is arrows don't come in perfect volleys. You're not going to hit them all. Some will arrive early. Some will arrive late. That's, to develop yeah. an entire weapon just for this purpose is dumb. It doesn't make sense. It would be better to build better shields for your troops. And that being said, arrows very rarely penetrated armor. It's very common for in medieval times where you get shot by an arrow and it just goes through your armor where it doesn't hit your skin. You can still move. And so you saw soldiers with 50 arrows in them and they walked out of the battle alive. And they lived. Yeah. I think it's a very cool concept though. Like, it's so, dumb. So I'm, I'm just playing it's devil's advocate here. No, it's not devil's advocate. You <laughs> loved it. You talked about I'm the I'm just playing devil's decision. advocate on your thing that arrows don't come in volleys. Wouldn't you not just fire the crossbow when the first arrow comes well, in and then it would think... get every... So the best part about it is it's on the end. It's like a, it's like a crossbow, right? 
once it destroys the arrow, it then lands and it kills about 50 surrounding elves. Yeah. That's what I found crazy about it. Not only are they defending their um, little dwarf soldiers, but they're also killing elves. I don't think you can say dwarfs anymore. We're, we're, we're talking, talking about, about similarity. Like, I this think is, this is allowed because it's it's like literally in this, the context this, of this the This is Lord the context of, of Tolkien. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't right. mean to offend yeah, anyone, but, but yeah. The thing is, right, if you saw this and you go, oh shit, this thing takes out every volley, then don't shoot in volleys. Shoot as you, f- as you feel free. Fire at will. And so you see, and then so arrows are coming at a constant volley. It takes you, what, a minute to reload a crossbow yeah. of that size? Generally speaking. So you're just getting like 50 seconds of shots in every 10. In in real life, though, that like mm. noose of Doesn't arrows was not a tactic. Like, you know how you see like oh, Game yeah. of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, and they everyone lines up. It's like, oh yeah, draw, noose. And then like you release the uh, arrows. No one, like it, arrow combat was also like, done by archers. Like it was like, that, think of modern day snipers. There were archers in, in like teams that go from a distance and they would get people at the nah, same time. English longbows, uh, longbow um, archers, very different. They fired in groups. Not they, a good not a good tactic though. No, but they worked. They're the reason they conquered so much of uh, Eng- uh, France. That's why they had the Hundred Year War because of the English longbowers. They would go through and then from long range in parties and volleys fire fire arrows. But that they do that good. in little groups, right? I'm talking about, you know when you have every single person in your army lining up, I'm talking about thousands of troops and then while people are charging, that was their tactic. That like would not... That was not effective. The French got it right when the Vikings attacked them, but that's because it was part of their trap. Yeah, like, I mean, like, the, the Roman centurions did it after the Marinus reforms. The English longbowers did it. The going forward, and then the same principle went into the actual use of the flintlock rifles, where there's hmm. this aim, shoot, and fire in one concentrated burst. It, it, it was a, a genuine tactic. I, I would disagree. I think it was a genuine tactic. But, I like, you, you, like I've, look, I've read books, right, and I've looked in the past where they would... The most primarily they do it in like little groups for example so it's actually a scene in the Lord of the Rings when um, Otsgiliath gets invaded and like there's like a group of about 50 men that line up no. and as the orcs run in about 50 of them fire so I think like the the quick like battalions like that stuff used to work really well I just can't imagine like a massive like you wouldn't run towards you'd be like guys we're gonna get screwed if we like run towards a bunch of arrows but I just like the weapon you wouldn't be able to build it with ancient technology though you know that's the thing like to get that vortex yeah, work. it would never be accurate enough. And if your your primary goal is to hit the enemy with a large crossbow, it doesn't make sense. In this day, you'd make you just put a motor and spin the crap out of it. Put t- two chains on either side, and the mm. chains would be your deflectors. But mm. yeah. there's no need. Actually, for it. speaking of great weapons, you guys should have a look at Michelangelo's weapon arsenal. Effectively, during the time when he was in Italy, he was asked to make weapons. He developed the first design for a helicopter. The first design mm. for a tank, which mm. had eight horses in different directions inside, and it would have spinning blades on chariots. He designed this. He was a brilliant man. I think it was Michelangelo. I think it was Michelangelo. Yeah. But anyways, well, Leonardo, not, not Leonardo not da, Vinci. da Vinci. He had, he had a nice collection. Oh, it might as have well. been Da Vinci. Was, sorry, uh, yeah, probably Da Vinci. Yeah, Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Anyways, it was Leonardo DiCaprio. Next weapon. Patty. Oh, thank you. By the way, are you calling me a nerd or Sean? Oh, James. Oh, James, just on the Lord of the Rings stuff. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay. I will happily wear that okay. every day. Oh, let me just press the okay. button. Any, again. Anyway. Stop it, bro. <laughs> I Stop have it. too much control <laughs> with the soundboard. Even though it is probably one of the one of your finer uh, soundboard things. Anyway, so speaking of huge, speaking of big weapons, I'm talking about. I want to talk about what, not a weapon per se, but more of a person mm-hmm. and something that is attached to the person. So, um. <laughs> 
So, do you guys recall a little little known movie called The Kingsman or Kingsman? Oh, oh, oh yeah. So, oh, uh, the f- I know the, exactly the, the, the very movies. first one. So, in in obviously this one has you know great actors in it, you know, great story. But there is like Samuel Jackson's character. He's like he's like the main villain in the first one. He has a right hand person, a right hand woman named Giselle. And Great this, use of gender there. I saw that. Good pickup. Thank you. Thank you. I try my best. <laughs> anyway, the uh, so I got you nowadays, bro. You know how it is. Yeah, it's 2021. Let's do it. Oh, no, yeah. 2022. 2022. Oh, shit. Sorry, yeah. continue. I, I do the same thing. All good. <laughs> and this, uh, and she was like, you know, not for the first half of the movie, it looks completely normal. Nothing, nothing about it. Like out of order. It was like a bit, bit villainy, but all good. And then suddenly, she's a massive fighter because she's an, like, I don't know. Her prosthetics she are has, weapons She has prosthetic swords. legs yeah. where. It looks like she can walk, but the, if she kicks somebody or moves in a specific way, it then will act like a blade and literally like poke someone's fucking head in. Yeah. What? And this was massive. What was it? Were you saying this was really big? This yeah, one. It's Kingsman. Like, Kingsman. Oh, like the end of the actual weapon itself that she used was it a massive was, blade? I'm, or? No, I'm saying she's a weapon. Right, okay. I thought like, yeah. she said like she had this like, massive blade off. Her. Like, like you might say, oh, that Robbie Lee player. Oh, he's a fucking weapon. No, she's no, a she's, fucking weapon. She, she, like, she was... kills people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying that she's the big, she's a weapon, bro. Yeah. Anyway, that's not really the point of it. The, but my point is, I don't like, even though it's really cool and they do develop and they used practical, uh, like running sprinter, you know, amputee uh, yeah, like, uh, prosthetics yeah. to make it look as realistic as possible. I don't think the way that she, the one. The way it's used in the film, obviously, it's over the top film, and you know, it's supposed to spoof James Bond and all that. But I don't think it can actually be realistic because no. wouldn't wouldn't it be? I would just think it'd be blunt, like the actual blade, like it's like also a very sharp poke, like sword, almost like you know the game, like uh, the like the Arya Stark needle, almost. Yeah. Like, it's like very small. But it would just be blunt and really like fucking bendy, so it wouldn't be. It'll be ineffective by all the walking she does on it. Well, I think that the blade itself isn't actually the part yeah, that she puts my, the weight what on. Yeah, that's about. Um, but also, like, on my previous point on, like, the Nordish Dutch sword, it wasn't sharp, but it still cut through humans mm. very, very well. It was heavy. And you're right, it is heavy, so it didn't actually need to be that incredibly sharp. That being said, in the film, it's depicted as being razor sharp. I mean, that's it's movie like, leniency. It's a razor sharp, but really light. Almost like a, almost like a katana. Almost like a katana. Almost like a katana. But... But also, I did want to say another weapon in the movie that I thought was pretty cool because it's related to... It's the way that she dies. Oh, it's the, it's the poison. No, it's the not the poison, but specifically, I think it could be pretty realistic to have one like a knife in your it shoe. It was, yeah. It's, it's almost like the one from the... Or it's also used in the joke... In, not the Joker. It's like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker uses that. Mm. To, yeah, to, to, I, I'm pretty sure I did see in like the Cold War, they had weapons like this where they had like a gun and a lipstick. So it's a lipstick yeah, yeah. and then you would pull the thing back and go forward and shoot a bullet through the front the lipstick as well as the yeah. shoe with a so, knife at it some cold war shit there there's a lot yeah. of that, that in like the latest assassin's creed not the latest ones but the 1700s ones where they mm. show that but yeah like the, the whole thing that with sharp is really with those sort of weapons what didn't kill you was the laceration it was the blow that would mm. kill you the damage to the, your internal organs of getting a, a sword that heavy that would smash you yeah i mean mm. definitely cutting off someone's like uh re- reduces the chance of living i'll give you that much but um, I don't think the depiction of how sharp things are in movies are that accurate. Anyways, we'll move on to the next weapon. Jimmy, what's your weapon? <laughs> I thought it was you. No, okay. So let's move into the realm of Marvel here, gentlemen. This is one of my... No. This is probably my favorite Marvel weapon is Green Goblin's Pumpkin Bomb. You guys know what I'm talking about well, here? Well, it's just a bomb. 
Oh, I thought you said Greenland's pumpkin bomb. I'm so confused. Green goblins. Green goblins pumpkin bomb. It. Oh man, what is going on with the science here? They just threw that. Oh, book there's out there's the window. there's no science. No but science. What I like about it is it's so simple because all it uses is a battery, a timer, and a gas bomb. You just press the button and there you go. Like it's just... Wait, which pumpkin bomb are you talking about? Like the ones from the movies, like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, or yeah. So there were different versions of them. But and the a one... new one. The one I'm talking about, it was literally just a battery and like an explosion device and it used to release a gas and as soon as that gas released, it disintegrated everyone. The problem is you could you make this in real life if you wanted to um, by using... Probably, probably don't say how, just for... Yeah, I'm not going to say the chemical you would use. Yeah. Oh, I, can, I, yeah, but the thing is to get a, a, a... Generally speaking, acids are not gaseous. They're usually... The most stable ones are liquid forms in... Um, like oh, in, wait, yeah. are you talking about the scene? The one where they, they turn yeah, into they just turn into like really bad CGI There's no, yeah. That's the one. That's <laughs> okay. why I'm like, the science uh, doesn't really Effectively, make sense. you're right. There's no such thing as an acid gas. No. does not exist. No, so, like, so like, I'm going to give you guys an example. Hydrofluoric acid, which would dissolve you in real life. The only reason it's called acid is because it's a gas dissolved in water. In mm. its gases for it's hydrogen fluoride. So yeah. the gas itself doesn't make sense. It yeah. would have to be like a liquid version of the bomb that would just. Well, I I thought it wasn't gas. It was just an explosion, just wiped out organic material. But then why did it leave bones? Because that's fairly organic and would affect. Like uh, a normal grenade would have done the job. <laughs> why did he have to do so much science to develop this weapon when a bo- when a standard one hundred and fifty dollar grenade would have done the job too? I just like how it looks like like a mini jack o' lantern. It's just that's probably like the most aesthetic. Oh, it's, it's part of the character. It's very comic book orientated, but there's no. Yeah, I'm not too convinced that it's gonna be a real weapon. But yeah, it's a movie weapon. Fair enough. I reckon. I reckon it could be a real weapon. You just. Like wouldn't build. It's not like you talk. You put shrapnel in a bomb and that explodes and it just penetrates through people. Gas bomb, you just does not work. But also it breaks Geneva Convention. So we no, sorry, not we. No one can really legally make that. If they did, they would be trialed and put into the Hague for like eight hundred years. Yeah, that's why we stick to foam rockets and not real life rockets. Yeah, foam rockets for the FBI listening. Foam rockets over war. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, well, I'll go through my last weapon quickly. And so, I will give a little sound bite to, to guess what movie it's from. If that doesn't help, I'll do another one. Red alert. All hands to battle stations. Star Trek? X-Men, obviously. Well, it's... Uh, Jamie's is right, and then your I actor know. is I right. Know. You know, know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, so it is the Star Trek phaser. This is the weapon that I want to talk about. Because in the new film... They talk about this with Chris Pine, and Chris Pine is a, a lovely man, but he just gets punched a lot in those films. But there's a part where he goes, we're on the Klingon ship, let's set our phases to kill or to stun. And you see the front of the, the laser rotate to a different version. That, for me, doesn't make sense. Like, why does it rotate that way? Theoretically, if you wanted to have like a gun with two barrels, you should make it so it looks like a revolver with a... Where it's like a two-shot revolver where the thing's at the very front of the gun. And so when you press the button, it would rotate. Because if the front of the barrel is like rotating laterally or like in um, uh, around, and it doesn't line up perfectly, your shots are going to be two degrees to the left. Wait, I haven't actually seen like the phaser in like... So, what, imagine... What, what actually gets exploded? Is it a laser or is it uh, ammo? It's a phaser. It's phasers. A fa- right, it's a plasma okay. shooter. A phase gun. It's, uh, okay. it's a movie weapon. The point being is... For battle stations. I like the idea behind it that you can have a weapon that is both lethal and non-lethal and you can change it by the flick of a switch. That makes sense to me. Yes. I like that. But having it so that the barrel rotates, not like rotationally 
in axis of where the bullets are shot, but like turns 90 degrees around. That means mm. that the technology that shoots either a laser or non-lasers at the very front and very small compartment that turns, and if it fires backwards, it fires into you, for one. Why don't you have two things that are both pointing forwards and then rotate one after the other like a right. revolver barrel? Yeah, or like you just have something yeah. that slides across like so that's the tube that it goes through. Yeah, yeah, like that's, just clicks mm. one to the other. Are you I sure that's not how it worked in like the nope. actual movie? No, the movie, it spins the barrel from like... So uh, if the the gun's pointing at you, the front of the barrel spins back to face you, and the rear of the barrel is now the non-lethal, the lethal uh, shot. I mean, see, see what I'm saying, right? Unless the barrel doesn't go straight, it like goes down and it curves under, and the only thing that changes is the attachment that it rotates. See if I can on. find a video. I, feel, of it. I know, I know what you're saying. But like, I feel like a more uh, realistic way to do this would be, you know, with our ho- like guarded hose, like hose nozzles. And you can like change it to like you know like a full stream shower, you know, kind of go in every single direction. Mm. You, should, you could, I feel like there should be a gun like that where it's like you know like shoots multiple, can shoot multiple phases or something like that, or just be like a shower mode or it's like kill mode, <laughs> like a yeah. like Stun a mode. like a yeah like the hose piece. You're it's like, about. like, ch- 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 like it's almost like a, like a weird Ben Ten watch. Yeah, see again that makes sense because the way it rotates like with a with a, <laughs> the garden yeah. hose, right? You you like the same energy is going through. You're turning it laterally. That's the way I think the phases should have done. Where yeah. Instead of having eight features on a water hose, have two. Just go. Click done. Well, all you're changing nah, is it's, the it's, same direction. Nah, that'll be cool. Otherwise, it's facing like you. Like they should have a bunch of like wave because like, imagine it's like you know like three against one. It's like, are you sure? And it's, it's like so, like three, yeah, three shots. It's like, chew, chew. Yeah. Well, the, again, like, that two, one left, one right. What's even ahead. if it does that, that makes more sense because then you got a three shot that faces the same direction that you're aiming. Go down. <laughs> well, the middle, I feel boy. like at that point, if you were to rotate it, you just blow up the gun. Like the gun would just blow up itself and then blow you up. Yeah, and blow up your hand. It's not a very effective weapon. And even if it did rotate and work completely, but the alignment was slightly off. As we know in engineering, we need to calibrate things constantly. If your gun's like a few degrees off and this is an accurate weapon, this thing's going to shoot like three meters to the right of where you're actually aiming. Because when it turns back around, if it goes slightly too far, slightly short, it's not going to be dead center. There's a reason why guns... Yes, I'm dead sure about that. The M16, which was used in Vietnam, was a very accurate weapon because the barrel and the gun stock was a perfect straight metal piece. The problem was the human body isn't that straight. So when you put it into your shoulder stock, it bent to the side. So it made it inaccurate. Its accuracy in the testing range made it inaccurate in warfare. The phaser means that you've got a barrel that spins around. doesn't make much better. I don't understand it. Yeah, or I'd have like the attachment just separate, and if you want to do the rotating thing, you just have it detach and reattach. There's so many different but ways. The way you it. even described it visually, there, the way it rotated back in, that makes sense. The way they do it in the new Star Trek films doesn't. I don't. Uh, yeah, know. I feel like a lot of these films is to just show how cool it looks, but like you know, the best. Uh, I, feel, I feel coolness is deadlier sometimes. Yeah, and lens flares. Yeah, not as deadly I as mean, lens flares. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Clearly, I know clearly my- James has never heard of the phrase um, killing, killing with fashion. Like, yeah. Yeah, killing the senses with fashion. He also hasn't know how to use soundboard. <laughs> this uh, come from uh, a guy guys, that doesn't know how to no, You guys well, are talking about lasers and shit. I James, just want to play the Buzz Lightyear James sound. has had enough of uh, Sean's uh, mischief and has decided He's to taken over the soundboard. Like, somehow set up his own soundboard in the middle of this whole entire I thing. I don't really know how he did it. But, uh, James, 
That wasn't the right time Okay, that, that was not me. For everyone listening here, Patty, back me up. You fucking saw shit. That, that was you. I promise you. There's only one me. soundboard, Absolutely mate. Absolutely there, not. There's two computers plugged into the soundboard. I know I know the rule of improv is to always say yes. However, on this case, I'm saying no. You're yeah. uh, I'm not going to say the word. It's an Australian famous word, but that's what you're being right now. Fuck you. Oh, well, fuck you too. I'm off you, fuck Patty. Off. Love you too. Yeah, okay. If you, you're not used to calling the soundboard, how'd you just make that sound? Patty? You saw him click the button. On that note, I'm I'm Paddy. Um, this is Sean and James. Oh, we've had a very lovely time. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap the things I up. I think it's time to wrap it up before. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Always Paddy. a pleasure. Cheers to you, mate. Cheers. No, not, uh, to, not to you, James. Loud, loud right, wink. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>